Hello and welcome to Mike, DJ, and Doc, the show that plants seeds for cultivating new culture. Hello and welcome back to the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast. Hope you've been doing well. And uh, we want to welcome any of our new listeners. If you tune in for the first time, we welcome you. And if you've been listening to us for quite some time now, you, you're a family and we're glad to have you back. So today on the podcast, first of all, Doc, how you been? Hey, I'm doing well. What about you, Mike? Been doing pretty good. Been doing pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, gonna be we're gonna be going without our brother DJ Cornerstone today. He's out doing some more things with his fundraiser coming up on July 29th, Will Work for Food, where he's Excellent. teaching Chicago footwork dancing and raising money to feed the food pantry. So that brother's out busy doing that today. So it's just gonna be you and I, Doc. All right. Okay, yes, yes. All right. Well, check it out. Man. At the time of this recording, I have <clears throat> just came back from visiting the Big Apple, New York City, oh, the 4th yes. of July weekend. And I tell you what, Doc, for the first time when I went there to see everything that uh, I was able to see, I tell you what, it was a tremendous experience of history, culture, architecture and i mean all those different things food and Mm. i tell you what it was such a great expense adventure i definitely look forward to going back i tell you some of the spots i visited was uh one moment we we went down to ground zero where the twin towers were originally located at, and to see that area the big hole in the ground basically to where they have made it into a monument and when you look around <clears throat> the outside of the edge, it's engraved all the names of the individuals that lost their lives on that, that dreaded day. And I tell you what, it was a um, moment when you sit there and realize that how much destruction happened in that moment to see those huge buildings come down and the debris and everything that reeled over there. But to see where it's come to now okay. is definitely a a statement for resilience in our country and i I just want to leave leave that there you know because it shows the fortitude that we have in this country here and right right. right next to it they built a new tower called the freedom tower which is the tallest skyscraper in new york the tallest and i tell you to look at it from the ground looking up which they have observatory uh observation area where you can go up in there i didn't do that one but i'm gonna tell you a little bit later which one we did do and to look at it from the ground all you can see is just so huge i Mm, mean and design and everything is so huge so i mean we had the opportunity to do that and then uh i got a chance to walk past madison square garden we couldn't go in there because uh we didn't schedule a tour or anything they'd take you on tour in there but we didn't get the chance to go Mm -hmm. in there but I tell you what, some of the more exciting things was that evening we went to Times Square. Now you see all those lights down there and everything. To see it at night, yeah. it's just lit up by all of the advertisements <clears throat> and all the different uh, billboards and all that stuff. It's just it lights up the whole area down there. Mm, and I tell okay. you what, it's, it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. You can see stuff on TV, right. but when you see it in person, it gives you a whole nother perspective, you know, right. of really how yes. huge things are down there, especially <clears throat> marketing. Okay. I right. mean, it's oh. such a big key to everything. Marketing is <laughs> it's, it's so huge. Right. And uh, we went mm. past the Radio C- City Music Hall where at that time, mm. 
Miss Diana Ross was performing to a sold out crowd. So she's still touring. Wow. Diana, Diana Ross, Ross from the Supremes. Motown. Yes. Wow. She was there yes. that night. So mm. like I said, okay. that was interesting <laughs> to see that. A couple right. other things we did was we uh, rode box bikes over the Brooklyn Bridge, which okay. that was interesting. And this is another thing about New York. You know all the food delivery uh, places that we have out here in, in Chicago and Joliet, Will County, even in Chattanooga. You got people that Uber foods and all that stuff. Right. You see so many cyclists everywhere zooming up and down the road with these packages of food and packages and different things like that. I mean, you better be careful mm. walking <clears throat> in that bike lane because okay. I'm telling you, they they, <laughs> they be moving. Right. And yes. that's okay. one of the first things that I noticed when we walked mm. around there because it's a lot of hustle and bustle and everything. But right. people are polite, but they let you know they got somewhere to go. Don't stand right. in front yes. of them. You know, they yes. be polite, but they, they let you know they on the move. And then yes. I tell you what, the bikes zooming up and down, the the lights, mm. they mm-hmm. they don't wait for the lights to turn the walk signal. They look and see mm. if it's clear to walk across, and then they go. <laughs> Something like okay, that. Okay, I got it. Yeah. It's, it's safer <laughs> for you to wait for the walk signal, but hey, they check the la- the lanes. If ain't nothing coming, they go. They they not waiting right. there. So <clears throat> that was interesting to see that and see all the okay. electric bikes and all the different things and stuff like that. So that was fun. Uh, another thing was we actually uh got to go to a New York Mets game too because right, you know my okay. daughter she's a big sports event uh she likes sports events so she okay. kind of scheduled that so we could just go there she, it was just to be in the atmosphere of the Mets and they was playing the San Francisco Giants at the time right. and like I said they won they was having a losing streak up to that point but they won that game they had like mm. two three like back to back home runs off this picture within okay. the first three innings. Gotcha. So, so that kind of was over quick for San Francisco. So that was good. We got to see the City Field Stadium, which is... Okay. Here, check this out. Now, you know, sometimes when you see some of the baseball games on TV and we be like, well, man, ain't nobody going to the games and stuff like that. You see all those empty seats in the stands and yes. stuff like that. Well, I want to tell you, at this game in New York, as big as that stadium yeah. was... It was a ton of people at the baseball game. Right. We rode the subway down there, and you see New York Mets gear on everywhere. And it was <laughs> a ton of people at the baseball game. Okay, right. So I'm, I'm t- folks are going to baseball games. I guess when you see them on TV, just they capture the section that maybe don't have that many people. But it was a lot of people. It, was, it wasn't sold out, but it, was, okay, right. it had a lot of people there for a regular right. game. Right. Now I would say here in like in White Sox, we love our White Sox, but guess what? We usually don't come out to the game till if, if they're in the playoffs. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> if they're in the playoffs, then the stadium start filling up. Yeah. But if okay. regular season game, you you may see a good percentage <laughs> of them. <laughs> gotcha. Yes. But out mm-hmm. there in New York, they serious about their sports teams. Right. All of them. They That's serious good. about okay. their sports teams. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. So yes. uh one other thing I'm going to mention, then we're going to go into our subject today. <clears throat> okay. The morning before we left, the Monday morning before we left, we got up early mm-hmm. and we went down to Times Square again. And mm-hmm. we went to the portion or the section where they had Good Morning America at, right? So uh-huh. we was down there and I told 
I told my wife, I said, well, you know, I want to go down and check it out, you know, see what it's like in the morning time. Cause you, don't, you know, they always pan the camera around, show people that's down there outside the studios and everything. Right. So we got down there. So we was thinking this holiday weekend, maybe it's, they're not going to have the biggest stars there, like Robin Roberts or Michael Strahan or some of the others. But it turned out they had Michael Strahan there. Okay. And while they were setting up, he came out to the crowd and everything. He shook hands, took selfies and different things. And he's a very, I want to say, people-oriented person. He took time out there. And I mean, I know it's part of marketing too, but he still could have been like, well, no, nah, I don't want to do this stuff. But he was just like an everyday person came out there and just hung out, you know, for a few moments that he had. And end up getting okay. in the selfie with him and stuff like that. So that was, like I said, that's just kind of stuff that when you go to New York, you're like, hey, I want to experience some of this. You know what I mean? Right. So gotcha. that okay. was that was pretty cool. Mm, yeah. That was pretty cool. Good, yeah. Good, so yeah. leading into what we're talking about today, about sitting on the bench. Now, this comes directly out of your book of Winning with Wisdom. Okay. It's come directly yes. one of the chapters out of in your book. Yes. And setting the table for this conversation okay. is I'm gonna use one of your quotes. Players on the bench are just as valuable as players in the game. I mean, we, yes. we come from Michael Strahan, who was a football player in New York. Right. Yes. He was one of the top pass mm. rushers in his career. Okay. He's a Hall of Fame. And we also see a Hall of Fame uh, inductee, and we also see him on not any not only in news media, but we also see him as a sports analyst on different things. But he was a player that guess what? He didn't sit on the bench, but it was people gotcha. behind him. We talking about the ones that are sitting on the bench waiting for the opportunity right. to get into the game. All right, yes. all right. So we're gonna start right there. We're going to start right there. So, Doc, yes. check it out. When okay. you're on the bench, how do you stay committed while knowing that you're you're waiting, for lack of a better word, to get into the game? How do you stay committed? I mean, first of all, you got to be patient. You know, you got to have patience and you got to understand the process. You know, and realize that Time and chance happens to them all. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, you got to realize your time and chance is going to come. And by you realizing that, that gives you strength to stay engaged, you know, mm -hmm. to stay consistently engaged. That when your moment does come, you don't miss it because you're not ready. Mm -hmm. So, for one, you got to understand, you got to have patience, understand it's a process. Understand that my time is going to come. You know, um, we can, we're going to look at this from sports to life, mm -hmm. you know, because it goes multiple ways. I mean, James Harden at one point used to come off of Oklahoma City's bench. You know, Kevin Durant was out there on the starter, Westbrook, a few others. Mm -hmm. You know, he would come off the bench and be ready <laughs> and be like a loose cannon. It's like, hey, I was just waiting on my moment. Mm -hmm. He became a superstar from coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. He didn't have the pressures of being in the starting lineup. He could just come off the bench and be loose. So it has its advantages. 
You know, and you got to look at it that it is that way. This has its advantage. And I don't care who you are. At some point in life, you're going to come off the bench. You're going to be the person in behind. Maybe it could be in the beginning. It could be in the middle stage of life or it can be latter in the latter stage. You know what I'm saying? There are some major guys in sports now that can't even get a job with, uh, you know, with certain teams. We can make mention some Carmelo Anthony's, you know, Cam Newton at the end of his year went from being MVP and all that. So they like he can't even play football no more. You know, it's life. But he, you know, so at the end of his stage of career, they became coming off the bench guys. It's, we all go through it. It's it's a it's humility. You know, oh. you could be a high school elite athlete, NIL nowadays. You get paid. I know plenty of guys. Mm-hmm. But later on in your career, you may can't even get a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're gonna, yeah. And see, that's that's the challenge right there because see, like you said. That that adjustment because yes. like you said, when you have been the man basically since grade school, because most right. of them started out with the talent in grade school. Somebody right. seen something in them, or maybe their parents had talent that they just inherited. Their yes. size maybe helped them to stand out amongst everybody else. Or yes. maybe they're just their drive. Because right. guess what? Sometimes you can come from certain areas, certain communities that your whole dream is that is your ticket out. Right, and, correct. And you're, you you basically playing for your life. It's not right. just a game to you. So, like you said, they start out at that point. But guess what? Even when you, like you mentioned, when they reach the pinnacle of their career or their dreams, yes. like, it's still a backside to that. Correct, yes. And see, at that point, where where's your heart and mind at, at that point when things switch? Right. Yes. When things switch, because yes. it is a switching point on that backside, because yes, it we is. we all know that. Guess what? Uh, father time never loses. We all right. getting older. Our bodies right. all change. No matter yes. what our mental, physical state at one point, it all starts to change. Right. And like you said, that humility part is adjusting. How do you treat people now? Or how did you treat them when you was on the pinnacle? How you treat them now? You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Do right. You, yeah. Did you treat them right going up there? Right. And now that you put in the position that you you got to come back down, well, you don't you don't want to burn your bridges. Nah, so correct. You when don't. you sitting on the bench, yes. you don't want to burn your bridges. You want to stay committed to being what humble along the process going up. Yes. Not wait to yes. the to the end. The, the backside to come down and all of a sudden now it clicks to guess what? Everybody's not rushing to get my autograph anymore. Right. Everybody's not giving me a phone call except for appearances anymore. Right. Yes. Oh, you yeah. Still, life still goes on. It really does. Yes, it does. And even we can go to Chicago. Sure. Let's look at Derrick Rose. MVP. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know, had Chicago on the, the franchise guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at everything he go through. He's still playing. But he's not as irrelevant as he was. Now he's on his way to Memphis, mm-hmm. you know, back where his college career started. But guess what? He's coming off the bench. So mm-hmm. he started as the man. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, he's in a different role in mm-hmm. his life. It doesn't mm-hmm. make him no more successful from then into now. You just got to be able to value wherever you are there in life. Whether you're the man or not the man or a woman or vice versa, mm-hmm. you know, because the world goes around, mm-hmm. you know, it goes around. 
So stay humble because it goes around. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some guys that were so good, but they had these diva attitudes. We still in sports, and I'm going to name them. Allen Iverson, Mm -hmm. uh, Terrell Owens, Mm T.O. These guys had these such arrogant attitudes. Allen Iverson didn't want to practice. He just want to show up to the games and play. He had a problem with practice. Like, man, why y'all, you know, and he even, so that was cool when you the man. But as your years go on, you know, and things begin to decline, people think, do we want these knuckleheads in our locker room? Do we want this spirit on our teams? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it can mess you up later. Terrell Owens was the same way. All the stuff and the antics that he would bring, you know what I'm saying? Couldn't be told nothing. They're like, man, so now nobody wants you. Mm-hmm. You know, so why? Because, you know, that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, you like you said, your arrogance doesn't outweigh your talent. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That, that's what that's what the bottom line is. <laughs> and that's, there, yes, and that's it. So man, you got to stay humble. Like, look at the guy from Miami. Uh he's he's probably he's getting ready to retire now, but he's gonna be on their coaching staff. Oh, he Udonis Haslam. Yes. Look how long he's been around on the team. Yes. Because he's humble. You know, humble off the bench. I I used to watch that because he's he 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 hung around like I said a long time in that spot. Yes, and yes. He, he had to be bringing <laughs> something more time. to the table than just his basketball talent. Correct. Because you, yes. you you only keep people around like that because they're bringing something to the table. Right. Yeah. Because they could have been let him go. He's still getting million dollar salary just for being mm. on the bench. Yes, he is. You know? <laughs> yes. And when he retired, guess yes. what? They gave him a huge celebration. He didn't have huge numbers. No, he didn't he have didn't. huge contribution. But he was steady and what? Committed. Right. And that's it. He was committed. Definitely. And he owned that spot. <laughs> yes. He wasn't trying to, hey, coach, put me in the game. Oh. I'm here. No, he just owned. I was on the championship team with D-Wade. Yes. Them. How long ago was that? Chris Bosh. Which, where is he at now? Days, you know, so if you think about it, it is so, and he's still there. Still and there. now he just, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Hey, so, yeah. And so you have to realize the importance and the value mm-hmm. of when you're in a season of sitting. Yes. yes. You know, waiting on your moment. Stay ready. <laughs> yes. Yes. Keep a good attitude. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Go to work every day on time, even though you're not the boss yet. You're smarter than your boss. <laughs> you got, you know, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, know how what? to teach your boss work. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here, hold on, yeah. hold on a second. You said something right there. Mm-hmm. Being committed underneath leadership, because we talk about leadership on here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Being committed under leadership when you know that leadership above you is, I want to say, not where it should be. For whatever reason, right. I don't know gotcha. if it's right. lack of knowledge, lack of wisdom, lack of motivation. I don't know. But you you are subject to your leadership. All right. Um, so, like I said, in a situation like that, how how do, you, how do you stay committed when you can see the organization you're part of or right. the basketball team or the, the community event group or whatever that you can see? It can be so much better. And. Leadership is not there, but yet you have to be subject to it. How you stay committed in a situation like that, Doc? Once again, it's humility and understanding who you are. And, you know, you got to know your value, mm-hmm. know your value. And when you are a true leader, 
Mm-hmm. You you understand it, man. I can lead from on top, mm-hmm. or I can lead from on bottom. Okay, I don't have to have the title. Okay, you know what I'm saying. And there's some people, man. You know, things come together because they're there. They're not the CEO. They're mm-hmm. not the pastor. You know what I'm saying. They're not the foreman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not the boss. But they bring strength and stability to the core. Yeah, they make things happen because mm-hmm. they're the put it like this. They're the brains. You know what I'm saying? Okay. They may not be the, the you know, the aim on the billboard, right. but they the brains in behind it. See, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Can you catch that? They're uh-huh. the brains in behind what makes this happen. Uh-huh. There are some people that are superstars today because mm-hmm. it's somebody that had the brains to make it happen. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. That makes them, you know, and even back in the day, there were some people, music in the music industry and stuff, there would be people out front but they wasn't really the one singing. You know, we often heard of Millie Vanilli. And all the that's, like, that's that. it's like right. They had the look, but mm. they didn't have the brains. Or the talent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. That's, you know what I'm saying? So, And then it could have been a part of who they know that put them in a position and not what they know. Yeah, see, that when you mention that, see that is that? totally yeah. that's totally somebody behind the scenes orchestrating that. Yes. And it fooled millions and millions of people. Mm. And like I said, oh, wow. the the outcome of that was, of course, once the, the truth came out, they mm-hmm. fell from off the charts and everything else. And I think eventually one of them ended up committing suicide. Right. Wow. Because it couldn't handle what had happened. And see, yes. that's why you got to be careful when you're not being your authentic self out there. Correct. I because see, yes. sometimes when you're not being authentic and you fooling a lot of people and sometimes you get on a grand scale. But guess what? Eventually mm-hmm. the truth will come out. Right. And when the truth comes out, are you able to recover from what's done happened from the failure in that? So yeah, we got to stay authentic. And there and you go, yes. That well, that brings me it. to my my next point here is being truthful and honest while you in that position on the bench. If you, for for instance, if you're dealing with a situation where as the people over you are not where you think they should be or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got to somehow find that honest dialogue between you two so that you can get an understanding of each other and what's, what's on the table there. Because uh, if, if you, if you don't have an idea of what the leadership wants to do, and then mm-hmm. you're trying to fit into that, well, guess what? You can, you can find yourself, like you said, in a, I don't want to say a grinding situation right. with no fruit coming out of it. And here's here's my question though, Doc. How do you know when it's time to step away from that situation if you can't find that common ground? I got you. And okay. And with that, I would say, first of all, you know, trust the process. Mm-hmm. Be clear on your moves. Make sure you're just not in your feelings or your emotions. Mm -hmm. Because for one, there's a story in the Bible about David and Saul. David knew who he was as a person. He knew he was a leader. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He knew he had skills to lead. He knew he was a king. But Saul was over him and Saul was the king. Mm -hmm. Saul tried to kill him. Mm -hmm. David had plenty of opportunity to touch Saul, to take him out. But David understood 
even though I don't respect you as a person and you're over me, I respect the position there you of go. your leadership. You understand mm -hmm. that position? Because one day I'm going to be in that position. I see. And there's going to be some people that's not going to like me because everybody's not going to like you no matter who you are. Mm -hmm. But I want them to respect my position. So David even wrote, touch not God's anointed. I mean, those are in leadership mm -hmm. and do them no harm. Which profit no harm. Mm -hmm. And he stayed humble. Come on, glory to God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To the position that Saul was in over him, even though he didn't respect him as a king because he knew, realized that the guy had disconnected. You know, he just, the story goes, mm. but he never tried to take him out. He never stooped to his level. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he just, and he faithfully did his job. He played the harp for Saul. When Saul was irritated and frustrated, David knew how to calm and ease the, you know, the nerves, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it's, he stayed humble. What? Because he knew who he was. And he knew my moment is coming. Mm -hmm. See, my time is coming. Because right, like you said, at that point, like you said, we're getting to the scriptures a little bit, but David had been anointed already by the prophets. Yes. And, yes. He knew, and like you said, he already knew his value and his worth. And yes. like I said, he kept his integrity along with his humbleness. Because yes. like you mentioned, it's several times that he had opportunity to take Saul out and yes. he didn't do it. Even the no man way. who was following him said, why don't you get him? This is your opportunity. And yeah. that's when he. Oops. Yes. OK. And that's when. He told them, look, hey, he's the king. You yes. can't do that to God's king. Because remember, yes. Saul was called by God to be the first king through the yeah. prophet. So yeah. you got to remember, it's a bigger plan than you are able to right. see. It's a bigger and, picture than you're able to see. So when you're dealing right with somebody there. who is, like you said, less than, it's your job, like you said, to be humble and be supportive yes. of, of the position. And recognize yes. that guess what? This is bigger than just you. And right. I, I like how you brought that out about getting in your feelings because, you know, we we get in our feelings sometimes and we let that control all our decision making. Yes. Ooh, we Jesus. let it control all our mm. decision making. Yes. And when yes. you're making decisions based off your feelings alone. Yes. It's usually not the right decision. Mm. Wow. But I'm I'm a, let me park here real quick. Uh -huh. I, I attended the. Uh, the conference down in Orlando, Florida, it was the uh, International mm -hmm. Leadership Summit, and they had Dr. Anita Phillips on there. And uh, she is a minister down in, I want to say, in Tennessee that was on the panel. And she mentioned something about how our feelings, we shouldn't ignore them totally. I know sometimes we have been taught that you, you need to ignore your feelings and do what's right and blah, blah, blah. But your feelings what feed your thought process now they need to be held within check because remember like you say we can't make uh rush decisions off how we feel about a situation we need to take mm -hmm. all these things in but we shouldn't just totally discount them too because sometimes certain feelings that we have are warning systems mm -hmm. and we we need to adhere to that warning that maybe something is not right most people in the probably secular world calls it what your gut feeling 
You know, mm-hmm. like I make a decision off a gut feeling or something like that. Right. Well, we in we in the uh, Christian world, we said discernment, right? Yes. So it's but it's the same thing. It's that feeling that leads to that thought discernment of right. what that situation is, and okay. we have to be mindful of that, and so that we weigh all those in take all those things in consideration before, like you say, making a rush decision. But you don't want yes. you don't want to get down the road and 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 regret something that you've done. Because living with regret from maybe an outburst in a situation that probably te- destroys everything of trust that you have built up to that point. Because guess what? Nobody wants to follow a hothead. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the truth. Of Nobody wants to follow a hot, a hot somebody who, as once the pressure is on, they explode. Okay. So... Like I said, we need, we need to keep that in mind. So as we are in this holding pattern, like you said, sitting on the bench, I like that. As we right. we're in this holding pattern, we need to take those things and and just not totally ignore our feelings. All right, all right. Moving on, being honest about your strength and weaknesses while on the bench. Being yes. honest about your strength and weaknesses. While on the bench, Doc, yes. what do you, what do you, how do you, how do we deal with that? I mean, you know, the, you have the opportunity, you know, to continue to perfect your craft. You have the opportunity to look at what's out before you. That's what's working and what's not working. And that's what gives you the advantage. Sometimes you're under poor leadership or on a poor team, or somebody's poor out in front of you. Only for God to train you on everything not to do. Preach. You got to know how to accept that in life. I'll say it again. <laughs> Sometimes you're under poor leadership, poor management, on a terrible team. The guys are, or you know, in a terrible position, working a terrible facility around terrible things to learn everything not to to do. Preach. You understand? That when you, you get in your position, you, you know what to do and definitely what not to do. Yes. You understand? And yes. you definitely, and there it is. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, you gotta think about it. I I uh a few Saturdays ago I was I was with our outreach uh ministry mm-hmm. and we were down at the local morning star mission where we go in there uh-huh. and we have Bible study with men off the street that's going uh-huh. in this program from recovering from drug uh-huh. addiction, alcohol addiction, different things like that. And I, I talked, I talked on the lesson of God, is it my season? And we talked about an area of mostly, you know, some people say, well, it's your season. They think of what it's your blessing season. Okay. It's your blessing, you know. It's your, it's your, it's time. It's your time to be blessed, and we right. all want to be in that season. Gotcha. You know, we glad when God puts right. us in that season <laughs> of blessing. Yeah. yeah. But what about your season of learning? Mm, yes. Of development. Mm. We 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 don't tend to say thank God for those seasons. Right. You know what I'm saying? But whatever season you in, it's your season. It is your season. And what I discussed with them was, guess what? You may not be where you want to be, but it's not the end of your story. Uh-huh. This season of your life is what God intended for you to do, to learn or develop 
for where he called you to go. Right. The story doesn't end here. It's up to you to make yeah. the choice which direction and who you're going to listen to. Yes. Is you going to listen to God direct you? Or are you yes. going to continue to what? Be in your feelings of all yeah. the things that was done to you in the past, which you can't change. Or right. are you going to say, this is my season for development and growth? Mm. This is my this is my season of learning who I can be friends with and who I can't be friends right. with. You know what I'm saying? Who I'm going to listen to as an influencer or not. It, it, gotcha. This is your season. Decide and understand that. Because guess what? If you make this shift in this point of time to go forward in a positive manner, you um, don't have to look back where you come from. Right. Because that was just a stepping stone to get you to where you headed. Right. So, yes. So when you you say when you mentioned mm. about being in a situation where you know you're on a terrible team or you know you're under bad leadership on your job or organization, ministry or whatever, right. you this right. is your time still. Just because it ain't a blessing and bountiful time, it's still your season. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? It's still your yes. season. That's good. And, yes. and you, you 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 have to be what we're gonna go back, jump back just for a minute, committed to what's going on with the process. Right. Yes. <laughs> because if you if you're studying, if you're researching, if you're spending time right. with God, if you if you're doing whatever, going to school, if you're planning, uh -huh. if you are getting advice from good people, or you seeking right. good advice, this is still your season of development for the next level. Right. For yes. those who are trying to get to the next <laughs> level, mm. you know. So, I, I, so that I'm, I'm, I'm saying this is your season. Yeah. So when you is. you're in that situation <laughs> where yes. you're behind somebody, don't get in your feelings and say, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna throw up my hands and I'm gonna walk away," right. because I'm tell you, I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be transparent. I have felt like that in some situations in my life. That's right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I felt like, hey, you know what? I could do bad on my own by myself. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I yes. could I could move on in another di different direction and not even look back. Right. But sometimes I realize, and like I said, when you say regret, it's been sometimes that I turn my back on some things that I wish now that I would have held on to, mm. because I I can see the value in where they're at now. Okay. And if I had a st stuck it out, I could probably be reaping. A little bit more of those benefits now. If I stuck it out during the tough times, so right, I'm hoping good. that through this podcast yeah. that we're encouraging someone right. for, to make mm -hmm. some life transforming decisions, because that's yes. why we bring this podcast to you, our listeners, because yes. we're hoping to plant seeds to cultivate new cultures, and that culture could be not a culture of your environment, but a culture of your mind. And that's where we, that's where we're going today. So I tell you what, sitting on the bench, we talk about sitting on the bench. We're using a sports metaphor, <laughs> but we're talking about sitting on the bench. Now, when you are sitting on the bench, is it some certain key, I want to say key uh, tips that you want to share with us on planning your future? Y yes. I mean, once again, why you're there and attitude will determine your altitude. Mm -hmm. You know, once we hadn't deal with that, having the right attitude. Once again, understanding your purpose, knowing who you are, mm -hmm. you know, because it becomes challenging when you don't know who you are because you become insecure. 
You become jealous. You know, you envy. Realize, man, my moment is coming. Mm-hmm. So I can celebrate what's happening in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You just built a home from the ground up. You just did this, your business. I can celebrate. Why? Because I know I'm in position. I'm next in line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I keep a right attitude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I don't allow, you know, my feelings. Let's go back to that because I really want to make oh, sure people catch time, this. Take your time, man. Take your time. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're, when you're in that season of sitting and waiting, sometimes things look terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes you get mistreated when you're on the bench. Mm-hmm. You know, guys throw their towels, you know, just <laughs> metaphors, things, you know, happen. You know, good players come off the bench throwing stuff. I done watched in baseball guys beating the coolers and, you know, after they strike out. Some things go on on that bench that, you know, like, wait a minute. Man, ho, you, you know, they could cause conflict. Yes. You know, when people and, and a lot of teams fight, guys go at it. Yes. On the, on the same team, you know, and so... You know, it's things of that nature, but <laughs> oh, watch, but here it is, but here it is. You, you, you got to be ready and you cannot get caught up in your feelings. When I say feelings, where you allow your feelings to govern your next move. Say, for instance, mm-hmm. something happens to you at church or whatever. I'll never give again. I'll never trust nobody. I ain't supporting nobody. I ain't doing nothing. You just allow your feelings to govern, to create law and order in your life. Mm -hmm. And you say you're a believer Mm -hmm. or a Christian. Now you can never be guided by the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of God, you know, intuition, those that are not, Mm -hmm. you know, saved and understand that terminology. Mm -hmm. You could never, why? Because you've already governed your future based upon what has already happened in your past. Mm -hmm. That's when your feelings will mess your life up, when you set laws and order based upon them. Mm. What I'll never do. Well, maybe mm. don't you know we done all went through some stuff? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we cannot because then you'll never be loving. You'll never give again. You'll mm. never, you feel what I'm saying? You'll never trust again. And what's, you know, and you'll create pain everywhere you go. Why? Because you look at everybody from the painful situation mm-hmm. that you've allowed to govern. Oh, yeah. You know, you some stuff. That's what we mean by feelings. So you have to be mindful of that. Yes. Yeah, because you, you start looking through the lens of life like that. Of oh, like you said, through through pain. And then we know that guess yes. what? People hurt people hurt other people. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And, and yes. And that then you need to really get that that deeply spiritually corrected. Yes, yes, you do. And see that yes. that goes back to like I said, you got you got to realize. Guess what? This is whatever happened to you back then. It's not the end of your story. You still mm. have enough life in front of you to change your direction. Uh, yes, change your direction, but you got to change your perspective. You got to change your yes. perspective. Sitting on the bench, you got to change your perspective of where you come from. Because if you're yes. still dealing with an old perspective, you're gonna get old results. Right. So That's you good. start you, you started looking at it from a different perspective and bigger perspective. Sometimes you just need yes. to look at a bigger perspective so that you can under, get a better understanding that you have yes. more options, and more I choices to yes. make. Sometimes you start you gotta go to different areas that you are not used to going to. 
Right. Sometimes you have yes. to make friends with just what that they don't look like you, but you need to be available or friendly with other people that don't look like you so that you understand other things. Right. You you, you got to get outside how they want to say your comfort zone. Okay. And sometimes that's that's the most challenging part because that creates that's fearful. Gotcha. You we fear probably stepping outside of what we know. Because right. guess what? When we step outside of that, guess what? Especially if we don't have faith. Right, correct. To yes. move forward. Yes. If we don't have faith, if we're not operating yes. in faith, it makes it very hard to step outside that comfort zone. Yes. To realize That's what it. happened. And then right. like you said, yes. we mentioned on this show this podcast several times before. Sometimes you you self-sabotage yourself. Um, yes. In order to stop you from stepping outside of that wall, you 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 sh- I want like a better word, shoot your own self in the foot. Um, Cause your okay. own self pain. Right. That you could avoid by just having the strength and the courage to step outside that. And I tell you, that's that's the challenge. I know this it's easier said than done, but start with small steps you have, you don't have to change the world in one swoop start with one um, thing that you don't you that you didn't used to do that's different that opens a new door start reading a book from a different country start learning foods from different countries quincy jones said when he was out traveling in order for him to understand more about the world he he, he learned the world through cuisine through food mm. so when he traveled through different areas he would try the dishes of the area and he okay. would learn how they make them and what went into them and what was some of the original purpose behind it and different things. And that's how he learned the cultures of when he traveled all over the world is through the food that he would eat. So wow. guess what? If you go to Europe, you ain't going over there for collard greens and, and fried chicken. Right. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go there because you want to try mm-hmm. some of the cuisine there. When I was just right. in New York, uh, New York, for some reason, is big for bagels. So we went to a bagel restaurant a couple of times. And I tell you what, they put some of everything on them. I tell you what, the one I had one with a pastrami bagel with the thousand owl and sauerkraut and all this stuff. And I tell you, it's one of the best bagels I ever ate. (laughs) (laughs) So why would I go to uh, New York trying to find food that we have here in, in Chicagoland? Gotcha. Right. I'm going there because I want to experience everything. Yes. I, I got cheesesteak. I want well, we got cheesesteak here, but they said cheesesteak on the East Coast is better. I wanted to try it. And it was good. Mm-hmm. It okay. was good, but it didn't impress me that much. It was cheesesteak. But right. I, I wanted to try it. So gotcha. the point I'm trying to make is try to step outside of your comfort zone, something that you're familiar with, so that you can learn right. something else. And that opens up your options to whereas it can help you move on from lack of better uh, from from a bad pass. Because all of us didn't have a bad pass. I mean, let's let's face it. Some of us good. We don't want to throw away it, but we just don't want to forget and not have it as a reminder to keep moving forward, but not as an anchor to hold you back. You know what I'm saying? A reminder to move you forward but not an anchor to hold you back. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. You know right? That's good. All right, yes. we're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to be back with okay. There It Is, coming from our very own Doc. There it is. Don't eat. There it is. There it is. There it is. All right, hey. 
once again to our audience as we get ready to wrap up this segment here today with There It Is and dealing with sitting on the bench was our topic of discussion. Uh, I want to bring up a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 and 58. It says, therefore, my beloved, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. And then it says, thanks be unto God, which always give us us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And today, as we deal with sitting on the bench and looking at this, developing the mindset of, you know, I'm all right, understanding who you are, you know, knowing that you're in line, you know, that you're in the right place. I'm on the team. I'm active in life because there are a lot of people in life that are inactive that are not doing nothing. So by you being on the bench, that lets you know that you're in, you're a part of something. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're making things happen. You're there. And in the midst of it all, according to this scripture, it say, just be steadfast, be unmovable. Or as much as you know that your labor is not in vain, you got to realize that your life has a purpose, whether you're out front or you're in the back, you got to realize that God can use you no matter where you are. And when you understand who you are and when you understand your position and your place, you know, you won't undermine, you know, because it's all about the battlefield of the mind. We always talk about a person on the bench of life. Only thing they could do is undermine them, their own self. They can begin to question their ability, start questioning their self. No, don't question who you are. You got to understand who you are. Continue to study to show yourself approved while you're on the bench. Study life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, learn from mistakes and failures. You know, uh, realize, um, surround yourself with brilliant minds. Take notes. Uh, be developed. Get out your feeling. Quit being mad. You can't sit over there. Be, you can't be mad. You understand? Just wait on your moment. I got this terminology that we use because a lot of young folks, y'all don't want to wait on that. Y'all want to eat y'all dinner for breakfast. Mm, I'll say that again. You want to eat your dinner for breakfast. You want everything right now. You want to go on jobs and demand a raise and, and no, want to know how many days you get off and you only been there a week. You know what I'm saying? You ain't even got 90 days in. Some of you got to slow down and understand I'm a part of this organization and just wait your moment. You know what I'm saying? Put you some time invested with the right attitude. You know what I'm saying? Just do your part. Play your role. You know what I'm saying? Be consistent. Be faithful. You understand? What it got? Knowing that you got time. And I always remember this while you're on the bench. According to Ecclesiastes, the wisest man that ever lived was Solomon. And he said, time and chance happens for us all. And there it is. Hold on to that point. Time and chance. My time is coming and I'm going to get my chance. And in the midst of it all, I'm going to maximize my potential where I am because I'm in the best season of my life where I am right now. Peace and love. There it is. Until next time. Thank you for that, Doc. Hey, bless you, Mike. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Keep our brother DJ Cornerstone in prayer as he continues to work on his fundraiser. We'll work for food. It's coming up on July 29th. Uh, you yeah. Go to our Facebook page and get any information or 
or you can uh, go to our website and get any information that will lead you to where he's doing his fundraiser. Uh, also, we want to mention about the Joliet Family Fun Festival coming up on July 29th. Also, starting at 530 downtown Joliet, where we're going to have gospel singing, where we're going to have R&B singing, where we're going to have a lot of food and a lot of fun going on. So come down there and check that out. That's also July 29th, starting at 530. And last but not least, our brother Weston, who came on last year and was talking about his production. He's doing another Christmas production coming up in December. We'll be bringing you more information as it comes forth. But we plan on getting that brother back on here to talk about his new production coming in December. Thank you and thanks for tuning in. God bless. If you have any questions for Doc, DJ, or Mike, please go to MikeDJandDoc.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. New episodes released on the 7th and 21st of each month. Matthew 25 and 40, Good News Translation, The King Will Reply. I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. We leave you with this question. Am I helping at least one person? The Mike DJ and Doc Podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. Recorded at Audio Hive Podcasting.